Welcome to Ask the Expert, a daily series from 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. to help small business. Ask any questions in the comments or use the hashtag QBATE on Twitter. Uh, if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During the live session, we'll be running a poll, so do engage with it, and uh, we will re reveal the results uh, at the end. So hi, everyone. My name is uh, Sean Goldsmith. Um, I have been in franchising for, for the past 20 years here in Britain, but have also been involved heavily in franchising um, you know, abroad. Um, my company is called The Special Advisor. And effectively, what I do is I help franchisors increase their profits, uh, get their get their uh, networks working better, um, and generally turning things around, innovating slightly in order to be able to make the franchise even better and grow even stronger. So I work with companies from startup phase all the way through to well-established franchisors um, and also franchisors coming over to the UK or going going overseas. Um, so today I thought I'd talk to you a little bit more about franchising, collaboration in franchising, uh, you know, what franchising really is. And I've got a slightly different take on, uh, you know, the, the um, franchising and how it actually helps uh, individual franchisees as well as the franchisors actually create a, a stronger business for themselves. But I got into franchising in the tender age of 24 years old. Um, you know, I'd arrived in the UK. My parents are originally British um, and I arrived in the UK from South Africa. And, um, you know, I was one of those kids who were pouring pints at the football stadiums and, you know, doing all the all the bits and pieces. You know, um, so one day I went to my employer and I just said, look, you know, if I bring a few of my friends, will you give me give me a bit of commission, um, you know, or at least pay me 50p an hour more? Because at that stage, I think I was on five pound an hour working at places like the Majeski Stadium and places like that. And I really just needed, you know, a pay increase. Anyway, I brought some friends in and the next thing I knew I had a recruitment company um, and about six to nine months later, we had uh, we were working with a company called Amazon, um, and we were supplying staff all over the country from the the northern warehouses up in Gurak all the way down Milton Keynes, uh, while the customer services was still in Reading. Um, we were supplying staff in Reading, um, and it was a hell of a ride. Anyway, uh, the contract came to an end, and you know, um, and I decided, well, look, what's the next? What's the next step? Um, and eventually bumped into into a business that was that was franchising and it was franchising home services, and that was quite a pivotal moment in my life because my experience with uh, with the recruitment and with Amazon and those kind of guys really I mean it was like an MBA um, in business. I still think it was one of the most valuable times of my life. Um, but I got into franchising and there all of a sudden I realised that there was a there was a new calling. Um, there were so many people out there in the world who really wanted to open up their own businesses. Uh, they had the passion, they had everything in place, but, you know, for whatever reason, whether it just be life in general, they just never had the opportunity to do it. And quite often what was happening, and bearing in mind, I was still a, a youngster at this stage, um, quite often what would happen is people um, on my age now, 40 plus, um, 50, and even people who are very, very close to retirement, you know, finally finding that um, that moment in their lives where they were actually able to go into a business. And quite often they turn to franchising. And, and there are obvious reasons for that because, you know, franchising is a proven model. Uh, you have the backup and you have the support and you have all those people all around you. And it allows you to kind of just get on with it, you know, start getting into a concept, um, you know, and just start focusing on the things things that matter. 
So, you know, which brings me on to kind of, um, you know, what I define franchising as. And, you know, there's a lot of people with, uh, you know, abbreviations behind their names and, you know, they've been to all the big schools, et cetera. But, um, you know, in my, my uh, experience, what franchising really does and how it really truly helps entrepreneurs, you know, kind of get into a position where they are making money and bearing in mind 93.7% of franchisees are not only profitable after year three, well, not only in business, but they're also profitable um, by, the, by, by year three, uh, which is quite a stark contrast compared to, to you know, people doing it themselves. And how I believe that actually occurs is you do have a franchisor who has created a system, who has done all the branding, etc. But when you, as a, as a new person starting a business, uh, once you start you know, earning revenue, the big problem is if you've done it yourself, as I did, you spend a huge amount of time on things that don't actually uh, generate you money. And what franchising really does for you is it says to you, well, don't worry about the, what the brand looks like because here we go. This is the brand. Don't go and spend six months trying to develop the perfect website, you know, all the time working really, really well, but none of the time going to get clients. We've got that website for you, you know. Don't worry about going to try and find mentors and advisors, etc., which you still can do, but we are here. We have done it. And here is the map. This is the map. This is what you need to do. These are the steps you need to follow. Don't worry about going to try and figure out what advertising you need to do and how you need to do it locally and, you know, what is social media and how to use social media and how to put social media into context you know, when you're a small business and all you're trying to do is you're just trying to service the people in your local community, you know, these big social media platforms, but still you need to sell to people who are really close to you, you know, and franchising allows you to actually have a plan for that. They know that if you go and use local parish magazines, they're going to be more powerful than Google because the guys reading the parish magazines, you know, are pretty, pretty solid and they, you know, have quite a lot of money usually. You know, and um, so there's loads of different different techniques. But like I said, franchising to me, the definition of franchising is it's a it's a process of excuse elimination, right? So when you say, "Oh, I don't have a business card," so I, therefore I couldn't possibly go out and you know try and solicit business. The franchise also says, "Here's your business card." When you say, "I don't have a website," here's your website. Oh, I don't have a brochure, so I couldn't possibly go to somebody and tell them about my company without a brochure. Franchise also says, here's the brochure. And as you go on and as time goes by, especially over the course of the first year, what you'll find is that every one of those, I couldn't possibly because excuses, get eliminated by the franchisor. And thank heavens for that, right? Because what you end up being is in a situation where you suddenly realize that I only have one job, right? My job is to go out, implement the system, which is already proven, and often there are hundreds of franchisees who are doing, who are following the same system. Follow that actual system, right, and go and make friends with humans. Go out there, speak to people, whether it be on Zoom or, you know, hopefully soon face-to-face. -face. What you want to be able to do is you want to be able to go out there and just develop relationships, and those relationships will turn into business, and that business will turn into profit. So, if you are thinking about getting into franchising or you as a franchisor, I think that this this kind of, um, you know, my definition gives you a bit of a clue as to what you as a franchisor will be responsible for doing is creating that situation for franchisees where they are able to focus on just going out and getting clients. And if you are thinking about joining a franchise, 
right? You know which questions to ask based on this, right? So what you actually want to find out is we all know that you will be able to go and see the brochure and find out the great and the fun things about that business. But really what you want to know as a franchisee is what is the support structure like? Who are the people that are actually supporting you? Because those people are going to be the guys following through and those people are going to be the ones who keep your eye on the prize, focused exactly on just going out there, getting clients and making some money. And if those two things happen together, then you're in a wonderful situation, right? Because you actually have the ability to go and, you know, build a solid business, which A, is saleable. You know, remember within a franchise network, the resale of business is 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 quite a huge huge thing. Um, even if you uh, decided to exit the business after the five year term in your franchise or even longer, you know, franchising is is you know is quite an attractive thing to buy, especially for entrepreneurs who are buying businesses who know that this is solid. They know that it's a proven model. They know that the support etc is in there. And many franchisees turn not only into multi unit franchisees, meaning that they've got multiple. Starbucks or, you know, um, you know, Dogfest AIDS or any of those type of businesses, right? Um, but they also turn into multi-brand franchises. And, uh, you know, I've met franchisees in my life that's, that arrived in the UK illiterate. Um, you know, they started frying chicken at, at KFC. And now they own multiple Pizza Hut's, KFC's, uh, Starbucks, Costa, you know, Creams, a number of these wonderful franchises. Um, you know, and they all they all started from very, very humble beginnings with no money. And they eventually built themselves up to where they are now incredibly wealthy individuals. So then we start talking about the collaboration within franchising. And uh, I hope that's given you a bit of a picture as to what, you know, I believe franchising really is all about. But uh, you start looking at the collaboration because, you know, right now it's quite an important thing to start thinking about collaboration. I, I kind of like thinking about it as alliances more than collaboration because really, you know, at the moment, even our direct competitors are not our enemy, if you know what I mean. Our enemy is the situation that we find ourselves in, right? We have a big problem coming. Uh, we've already had lockdown. But even now, we can see the first traces of, uh, you know, multiple redundancies. Uh, we can see that even within, well, every industry that I've taken a look at, you know, there are people who are really, really nervous and they're tightening up their belts. Um, and I think that everybody has that sense that there's, there's going to be a tough time ahead, at least for the next two years, as we try and get out of all of this. So right now is the time to make friends, even with your enemies. So within the franchising community, I've been talking to uh, the franchisors about this um, over over many, many uh, sort of weeks, talking about how even if you do have a direct competitor in the swimming industry or in the, you know, in the window cleaning industry or in the restaurant industry, now's the time to start speaking to them, right? Figuring things out because you do have your own USPs. You know, uh, before COVID, everybody was very, very concerned about their own intellectual property. You know, what if somebody knows how I teach kids to kick a ball in a particular way for a football franchise or something like that? Um, and COVID, when everything went online, everybody suddenly realized that actually intellectual property is not so much in how you kick the ball. 
intellectual property is more in how you treat your customers and the experience that your customers have, you know, and some people, some customers will be your customers um, and other customers will prefer the look and the feel and the sound of the, of the other business, you know, the, your, your, your direct competitor even. And the market is big enough for all of us. And that is the beauty of this whole thing. So we have seen on multiple occasions how, how franchisors have been working together. We know in the restaurant industry, They've come together like you will not believe, just trying to figure out how to actually tackle this whole problem of not having people come into the restaurants. You know, we've seen many, many franchises actually start talking to each other about, uh, you know, forming these dark kitchens and focusing on the on the delivery side of the model. So, you know, even in the children's sector, I mean, the children's sector is probably the one where there's been the most kind of collaboration. Um, you know, trying to figure out how to be able to do classes. Are these classes going to be indoors? Are they going to be outdoors? You know, how do you, you know, where do you buy your 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 hand sanitizer? You know, so we've had franchisors working together to actually go and buy the hand sanitizer in bulk. So there's a lot of stuff going on over there. And I think in the context of your business, whether you're an accountant, um, you know, if you've got your own plumbing business, etc., I think you need to start looking around right now and try and figure out who you can collaborate with, you know, Instead of trying to take that tiny little quarter page advert in your local magazine, are there other companies that are going to benefit from collaborating with you and taking a full page? You know, is there an opportunity for PR where you guys can say, well, hold on, you know, we've got these four businesses. It's a plumber. It's a lawn cutting business. You know, it is, um, you know, a, a cleaning business, et cetera. And have you got a story where you can say, we have been collaborating to be able to provide customers with a total service within their home, although it is separate businesses. So these are very, very important things to start doing. Um, and, you know, I think that this is, um, you know, the perfect, perfect time. And COVID has given us that perfect excuse to be able to, um, you know, in effect, start making friends with, uh, you know, people who are our previous enemies. And there's a there's an old philosopher that, um, you know, he's actually got a statue in, in Parliament Square, um, a, a military guy called General Smuts. Um, and it's been really, really, really interesting to see how he has, um, you know, effectively, he came up with this theory called uh, the theory of holism. Um, and basically what he said was one plus one plus one plus one is equal to five. Um, you know, which is really, really, really interesting. Anyway, we've got a few questions coming on. Um, and uh, first one is Helia from Twitter, um, a direct message. If some un unforeseen event occurred that would prevent op uh, from operating a franchise, do you know if there's any support out there? Who would you contact? Um, well, listen, honestly, if you're a franchisor, um, you know, contact, contact the franchise mastermind. So we've got a mastermind of about 350 franchisors. Um, on Facebook, who are constantly working together. Um, if you're a franchisee, the, the first port to call is your franchisor because your franchisor is there to be able to help you through any situations. You know, sometimes sometimes it's quite a um, quite a, a a difficult thing because um, you know sometimes there is a bit of a, a friction between the franchisor and the franchisee. Um, but you know, let me just assure you, I've I've not met a single franchisor who hasn't got the best sort of interest of their franchisees at heart. And I think quite often you are working, you know, towards the same goal. Sometimes it's just really difficult to see that. So, you know, in the absence of, of being able to speak to your franchisor, um, you know, feel free to, um, you know, contact uh, organizations like the British Franchise Association. Sometimes they can, they can give you some really good advice on how to handle situations. 
but yeah, my my advice really is to is to you know definitely go in, um, you know, to start, um, you know, effectively, you know, just speaking to your franchisor if you can. Um, right. So we've got another question from Carla um, from Instagram. What do you think is the best way to promote a franchise? We've tried social media, but hoping for some tips. Oh, Carla, you know, it is without a doubt one of the most exciting times for the franchising industry right now because the actual um, searches for, for um, you know, franchise opportunities out there has never been higher. You know, so um, there's been a massive spike in the number of people who are wanting to get into a franchise. So in terms of promoting your franchise, um, you know, social media is, is a starting point, but you, you've got to take a look at what social media is. You've got to take a look at all the different mediums, right? So you've got, um, you know, fantastic websites and magazines out there like What Franchise, which are, you know, slightly more expensive, but very, very effective. Um, you know, think about where your franchisee is. Now, social media, we know, is much more of a, a um, from, a, from a franchise sales point of view, people do a lot of their discovery on social media, right? So they try and, uh, they try and figure out more about your business on social media. When they're ready to actually actually buy, then quite often they go through Google because they've already decided and call your your um you know your franchise something like Mummy Yoga, right? Um, you know, they would have done their research, gone and looked you up and done all of that kind of stuff, especially on things like Instagram and you know the various uh, social media platforms. Um, but then when they're ready to actually make that purchase or when they're ready to make that call, they're generally just going to type in your name into Google, right? And that'll pop up and that's how they're going to get your details. So, you know, you can't, you can't neglect the Google side of the advertising, but equally you've got to see where, where Google is. And Google is much more of a buying intent um, platform, um, you know, where the social media is where they do a lot of their research, et cetera. So, you know, if I was um, going to give you some advice, um, and please feel free to join the Franchise Mastermind if you are about to, um, you know, franchise or if you're currently franchising, um, you know, and just just uh, contact me directly and I'd be more than happy just to give you a basic outline of a, of a good um, recruitment process for franchising. Um, uh, good morning, Sean. This is from Thomas from Twitter. Um, good morning, Sean. Do you earn an income from day one by investing in a franchise? Absolutely not. Um, no. So you know, this is this is a this is one of those um, you know those those issues that sometimes franchisors are less good at, at communicating. But but equally, if you are going to be investing in a franchise, you've got to realize this is still a business, right? Um, there's absolutely no ways that you're going to be earning money from day one unless you are, you know, talking about day one uh, opening your doors because we've seen on multiple occasions how, um, you know, if, um, you know, especially in the gym sector, how, you know, they, they <laughs> have been able to do pre-sales and all kinds of other things that allow them to actually open completely full, um, you know, their business at least. So, you know, that's a really, you know, probably the best best answer I can give you. But no, you're not going to be making money from day one. Um, you do need to work hard. And despite the fact that you're buying a business, um, you've got to change your, your attitude and you've got to see it as investing in a, in a business. Um, and that investment is going to take time for it to actually, you know, come to fruition. So um, yeah, it's going to be hard work, uh, definitely. So uh, let's just go on to Farouk from Facebook Messenger. Do you need a track record and experience with franchising before you go into it? Farouk, um, the good news is no, right? And um, and often a track record and experience is the thing that's going to hold you back. So, you know, in, in you know, in unofficial terms, many, many franchisors, unless it's a specialist franchise, 
you know, so uh, as an example, it might be a veterinary franchise or, or something of that nature um, or accounting franchise, um, but even not, not so much the accounting franchises. Um, you know, if you already have experience, so, you know, call it a retail franchise and you've been in retail for many, many years um, and then you buy into a retail franchise. Um, you know, quite often you find it quite difficult to actually uh, agree with what the franchisor has to say. So the franchisor might say, right, you've got to do it this way, this, this way, and this way. And, it, you, you know, I've seen this so many times and the franchisee then turns around and says, well, I haven't done it that like that. And I've, I found that that doesn't work. And actually, you should be doing it this way. So going into a franchise with no experience um, and basically just being a, 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 you know, a clean slate, so to speak, is probably the best advantage that you have. Um, you know, uh, if you if you listen to the the, the, the franchisors and follow the model, and uh, you know, you could speak to a thousand franchisors and they'll all say the same thing. The guys who just implement the system and follow the model are almost always the guys who are at the top of the rankings, making the most money, etc. Um, you know, the guys who are arguing and saying no, you should do it like this way and not that way. Um, you know, they quite often are the people who, um, you know, take a lot longer to get to their goals. Um, you know, so that's that's the best advice I can I can give you from there. Um, Mohammed from Instagram. What would you say is the benefits with implementing a finance program to assist franchisees? Um, I'm not really sure at which point you're talking about. So, you know, if you're talking about, um, you know, financing their franchise, um, you know, in all honesty, um, you know, the banks are absolutely brilliant with it, even now, um, you know, because the banks know that franchising is so solid, um, you know, they are very sort of, um, you know, they're very open to lending uh, to the franchise world. Um, if you're talking about for short term loans, I wouldn't I wouldn't go into anything like that. You know, keep 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 the finance separate. Let the finance people deal with finance. And, you know, if you are a franchisor, I'm not sure what the context is, but uh, if you are a franchisor, then, you know, I would always recommend that you, you know, get friend or defer to the to the experts because you know your job is to make sure that the business and the the processes etc are working and you know that you're adapting on behalf of your franchisors uh, franchisees to the business uh, situation or the climate. Um, you know, keep finance separate is is my view uh, at least. Right, so uh, we're just going on to Angelica from Facebook Messenger. When looking at the future of franchising, do you see any sectors being a better investment? Um, well, I mean, you know, straight off the bat, franchising has, um, you know, always had this this moniker, you know, uh, recession proof. And, and, you know, that's been proven time after time after time. Quite often franchises do better during recessions than, than anybody else. Um, and I think that, you know, in many circumstances, um, you know, that's been the case here too. Um, you know, through through this lockdown and pandemic. But um, let me tell you the 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 care sector. So the in home care and uh, you know companies like Bluebird Care, Home Instead, and all of those type of of, of businesses. Um, you know, they have had in terms of franchise inquiries more inquiries than the combined rest of the franchise industry over the past few weeks. Um, you know, which is really really interesting. But equally, that also means that you know it's a it's a booming sector because they can also now say pandemic proof or pr pandemic resistance, um, you know, because of the situation where they have been working throughout the, the lockdown necessarily. So they've been key workers. They've been, they've been so crucial for, for many, many thousands of, of 
of the elderly in in the UK. And I think that, um, you know, they probably are the unsung heroes of the pandemic. So guys, if you're in a care franchise, just, you know, we've not forgotten about you and we're just massively grateful for what you guys have done um, done for everybody. Um, but look, Angelica, you know, the, 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 the reality is that once the lockdown kind of, kind of lifts a little bit more um, and once kids are able to go back to school, et cetera, um, most of the franchise businesses out there have been working tirelessly to be able to figure out how to how to solidify their 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 opportunity. So what I would do if I were you is first, when you're searching for a franchise, go and find go and find something that you think you're gonna love and that you're passionate about. You know, do that first. Because the franchise the franchisors are pretty good people when it comes to, you know, making sure that their franchisees make money. So so start off with what you love. Um, and then you know start whittling down the options from that point that point forward. Yeah, I think that's probably the best advice I can give. Um, Ada from Instagram, direct messenger. Um, would you say it's important to look at how long the business has been franchised? Um, Ada, yes, definitely. I mean, you know, so again, historically, it was always you know a really really good start for um, for franchisors um, before franchising for these businesses to be in business for. You know, in my in my view, five to ten years, right? So a lot of the greatest franchises out there um, had been in business for a very, very long time. Um, you know, before actually deciding to go into franchising, and there's there's various reasons why companies franchise, and you know, uh, you know what their what their their motivations were. Some some businesses, you know, they they find it's the best way to to expand because you know a franchisee is always going to be more passionate than a manager when you when it comes to you know, opening up a, a remote location, um, you know, they're much more motivated because there's a vested interest over there. Um, you know, other businesses, what they really want to do is, you know, sometimes it's, you know, partly for cash flow and to help them be able to fund further developments in their business. You know, they're still brilliant businesses, but their motivations are slightly different. Um, but sometimes you actually get brand new brands right, that have only been trading, um, you know, for a few months, but they've been launched by franchisors, or they've been launched by people who are in franchising, who have effectively spotted a, a, a moment um, and an opportunity, and they've decided to franchise the business from scratch. Now, what you need to do is you need to take a look at who the people are behind the business. You need to look, take a look at who the support people are within the business, right? Um, and if you can do if you can do that and be satisfied that they know what they're talking about and they have a decent track record and you feel the concept is a strong one, absolutely go for it. So, you know, that, that's my opinion. But, you know, you really do need to just have a long, hard think about a business that's that's brand new. So, um, you know, that's that's that's, you know, pretty fantastic anyway. Right. So um, we we ran a poll. Uh, during the uh, during the talk, and uh, in a second, we're just going to bring up the uh, the poll results. And we asked you, what has been the impact on your franchise business? Now, fifty percent of you say that you've seen reduced trading activity, which is absolutely normal. Uh, we would absolutely expect that. And fifty percent of you guys said that you were unable to trade. Lockdown's been hard. Lockdown's been very, very, very hard for all of us. Um, and those two results are not unexpected. Um, you know, they are 
well, exactly what we've seen. Again, you know, this is something that we've been dealing with um, on a daily basis uh, in the Franchise Mastermind. So, you know, if any of you guys are not part of that, I'd really encourage you to be there because it really is a fantastic support system. So anyway, guys, um, any questions, please get in touch with QuickBooks, uh, the QuickBooks support team on Facebook or um, with myself, Sean at thespecialadvisor.com or visit my website um, and that is myfranchiseboard.com. Um, you know, absolutely, I'd love to hear from you. And coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is a wonderful lady, Ava Mrezikova, who has transitioned businesses across a range of sectors to the QuickBooks Cloud Platform. So Ava is part of GMCG's digital team, where she helps businesses maximize their efficiencies through the automation of systems and processes, and also how to make the most of data. A reminder that if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a wonderful day and uh, see you soon.